Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, good to see you today. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. Uh, we have some special things to talk about today. There's a, a dissension and there's a discussion going on, at least a little bit of discussion, and that has to do with global, uh, global warming and climate uh, emergency and we have to do so many things. The administration, uh, they're not quite on our side on this issue. Mm -hmm. They're gearing up to do all kinds of things. So we want to talk about uh, a meeting that was held recently and they just released a report uh, and there's a, a, a bunch of international scientists got together and 1,600 of them signed uh, a statement that said uh, uh, that there is no climate emergency. Why, why are we so worried about it? Why are people getting scared? Why, oh, well, it's the same old story. Uh, mm -hmm. Science is a great danger to a lot of people because uh, it contradicts the uh, essence of their power. Because if truth comes out, uh, they lose their power. What would happen if the truth was out very early uh, having to do with COVID? Uh, Dr. Fauci would have had a lot less power over those years. So truth is the strong weapon that I think can always vanquish those who would lie, cheat, and steal in order to enhance uh, their, their position. You know, the same thing is true in monetary policy. Just think how many lies have to be told, how much distortion has to be uh, manipulated in, uh, in the understanding of monetary policy. It's, done, uh, it's been done for 100 years in this country. Matter of fact, all the way back to the revolution and the writing of our constitution, Jefferson and Hamilton argued over honesty and money and Jefferson knew that you better not have fiat money or they'll destroy the whole culture the economy so that that has been raging and right now we're in the middle of an argument about you know will the dollar be replaced as a reserve currency of the world and uh, I've said that that will come uh, but uh, not immediately and not overwhelmingly. It'll probably take some time, but we're certainly gearing up on it. We know about all the countries talking about and the people who resent us for us throwing our weight around for the sanctions we put on people and for the interference that we get ourselves involved in the internal affairs of other nations. So it's, it's a financial system that is very shaky. And the one thing that uh, some of the people that uh, are trying to get a competing currency and replace the dollar, uh, very many of them are sympathetic to gold. And it has been said that once a government or several governments, uh, you know, destroy a currency by inflation, which uh, we're on the verge of going, the only way to get back to revive uh, some confidence in the currency is have it convertible into something of real value, and that's usually the gold or silver standard. So that's, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, if uh, our viewers are interested in this subject, which I'm sure they are, uh, you know, I work with uh, the Birch Gold Group, and they talk about gold, and they talk about investing in gold, and they want to help out if they can. So uh, they, they have some information available to you that won't cost you anything, but you have to text RON at 989898. 
and they will send you some material. And I think in this period of time, you know, I've been uh, studying and reading and wondering about uh, the history of gold, especially since 1971. But I continue to look for different sources and looking for uh, different opinions. And there, there are certain ways you can invest in gold. There are some rules that you have to uh, deal with. Actually, the first gold coins I bought, I had to circumvent the whole notion that American citizens weren't even allowed to own gold, but you could own a numismatic gold coin. So that kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, if you're interested in a little bit more information, I suggest that you can get some information. It won't cost you anything. And that is if you text RON, at 989898 and that material will be sent to you. But I do want to thank everybody for tuning in today for our general program because uh, we've been uh, talking a lot about the, the scare about COVID and how we had to build up uh, fear mongering and they certainly did that during the COVID crisis and now they're talking about a resurgence of, of, uh, of COVID. COVA. But right now, uh, today, Chris and I want to approach the subject of the fear-mongering going on uh, by the same individuals in many ways uh, that are trying to scare the living daylights out of uh, all the people because the, the, the world is getting warmer and it's going to destroy us. There's a crisis coming. And you can find a couple teenagers now here and there that, uh, you know, that, that are the expert, experts that they rely on. So th this is, this is uh, real important. Not so much that I worry about uh, global warming or climate changes because that's what's been going on for, you know, not a hundred years, not thousands of years, but many thousands of years anytime they can record anything they know that there's been variations in temperatures and climate uh, throughout all of history and oh, it's been only in modern times when uh, i've had these mass communications and that today we have the communications that there are some people who argue for various reasons they have ultimate uh, goals that they have and certainly they're they're orchestrated right now to scare people to death about you know what what's going on and all you have to do is uh, uh you know find out the weather report oh it's going to be 99 degrees today it hasn't been 99 degrees now for at least a week i mean for 10 years or something they 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 Gen, uh, just like it was done over COVID, and anytime they want the people to go along with something, they gotta build fear. And the fear that they have to build, the worst kind of fear is, you know, uh, we're going to be invaded tomorrow by an evil force, and therefore we have to prepare for a world war. We better get busy, and it's on and on. Especially the hot wars, they have to prepare people. Uh, to uh, be involved and spend their lives and their money on wars that shouldn't be fought. And we have to face that constantly. And now we're facing constantly, you know, a, a threat that is overblown, of course, uh, you know, in, in medicine and, and in, uh, in uh, uh, infectious diseases. But we also now have been putting up with it for a long time. But there's been a recent report out that we want to talk to about a little bit that uh, says, uh, don't don't overdo your worrying. Uh, maybe they're exaggerating a little bit, just a little bit, to scare you. And the big question: Why would they do these kind of things? Well, what well, I, I do think is, what, what, they're scared of something. They're scared to death of the truth. 
And mm. that's what we hope we can contribute to, to find out what the truth is and try to be honest and prepare what you have to do. And if it's 10 below zero, which can be, you ought to wear a coat. You know, you have to be smart about the weather. So, uh, Chris, this is something, once again, and uh, we see it so often in our discussions, that there's a government group out there, people who are paid for the government, to scare everybody, build up the fear in order to get their way because they can't stand the truth. And I think very, there's very much of that being involved in this climate argument. Right, Dr. Paul. It is... I mean, this is the big one. It always has been for many, many decades. They've been trying to pull this over on the people and it just never seems to work. It's endless propaganda from every direction. It's very annoying, but they're committed to it, you know, and, you know, but people are not afraid uh, because you, there's time to think. They know that they're not in danger and you could look into this yourself. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a bad one for government. They don't want you looking into anything. And you're supposed to believe, A, that the weather is broken, that you broke it, and that the government is going to fix it. Now, that is a such a stretch. You know, a lot of people will fall, do fall for something like that. But most, you know, they know who the government is. They're going to fix the weather. You know, and one reason why I think they're, uh, you know, authoritarians are attracted to it is because unlike wars and everything else, it never has to end. They're never would be a time if people actually fell for it where the government says we did it we fixed the weather you get all your freedom and all your money and no more controls on you no they can do it forever you know they just you know but this is too far of a stretch for most people and they're try you know they try with the science the science well they blew it with the science already with covid we were supposed to the science the science and it was all lies the science that they were they're telling us so they can't even use the science anymore you know, so it's it's more of an annoyance today, but they're dead serious on it. They're going to continue as long as they can, as long as they have the money and can generate the fear. But, you know, people just have to keep a clear head and realize what they're asking you to believe. And uh, that should dispel you, uh, you know, instantly, hopefully. You know, one thing that they don't talk about, but uh, some people in the argument will point out you know, there, there are benefits for CO2, a lot of benefits. But what if they could take a pen and just wipe it and say, all this extra CO2, we're going to get rid of them. Boy, now that would stir my interest in climate control, uh, ill-advised climate control of the people in government, because that would be very bad. There has to be a balance on what we're talking about between uh, O2, nitrogen, and oxygen. So, and... Uh, and this, uh, this is something that uh, has been worked out. Matter of fact, nature is a big help to us on there. But this meeting that occurred, uh, uh, and, and there was a release of a report just recently, uh, and uh, it's, it, the, the group that, that had the meeting is a Global Climate Intelligence Group, CLINTEL. Uh, and uh, they came to a conclusion and they stated their position, but they had... Uh, 1,600 scientists uh, signed this, uh, a document. So that's a start. You, you guess you, uh, they, they, should, they should be able to define, you know, defend themselves when they say 1,600 scientists. And if it's private, I guess there's a pretty good chance they're telling us the truth. If it was a government program, that's pretty much a pretty good chance. We'd have to sort it out and be very leery on whether they're telling
telling the truth. But uh, this, this was uh, a sentence in their, in their uh, uh, conclusion. Uh, there, there is no climate emergency. They're very blunt about that. The uh, Global Climate Intelligence Group, Clintel, said in its World Climate Declaration, made public in August, that another concluding sentence is, climate science should be less political, uh, while climate policies should be more scientific. That'd be pretty good advice to the doctors and the people working on, uh, on COVID, on anything. Uh, you, you should make everything as possible less political because that's, that's where corruption seems to gra gravitate. That's where people go. Uh, even though there's been some sincere efforts to try to prevent that. And I believe the founders and our revolution, there was a sincere attempt to really uh, protect us against the politicians that wanted to use government only for uh, their personal gain. And it happens because man is imperfect and if they can see a, a place where they can gain an advantage if they have more control of government, uh, then, then they're getting what they want. So that, that is nothing new, that's human nature. Uh, and there was a period of time in our history, especially in our earlier history, that things were much better, that the government was more trustworthy. There were always problems, and they did things they shouldn't have done. But uh, right now, uh, if you go by a statistic that they do, and, and this is probably a reliable statistic, is what, what, uh, what's the percentage of the people that say they trust the government? You know, uh, how, much, how much trust do you place in our government? And it's getting worse all the time. And I think it's justifiable, and I think it's a very positive thing that people are waking up. I mean, just think if, they'd have, if they would have been more alert when, when uh, COVID started. Uh, maybe we could have saved a lot of complications from it that we have talked about so for so long, all these years, and we continue to see the complications from bad policy. But this whole thing on on on, on uh, climate uh, uh, changes and and uh, that 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 is a big deal. It's going to last. And uh, here's a group that's sending out some messages that I think people should pay attention to it. If they disagree uh, with it, I think they should argue the case. But uh, don't uh, overdo the confidence uh, one places in the government because I think it's justifiable, just the nature of government. There's good reason to suspect that governments will abuse their power and, and treat the American people, our, our government treat the American people uh, unwisely. That is, instead of protecting liberty, they take it away from us. Chris. That's right, Dr. Paul. And you know, Hawaii is a great example of, you know, how the government treats its own people. You know, first, you know, we're not big fans of federal aid. But I mean, if, if it exists, if this is the way it is, then at least let it go to Americans. But what happens when there's big fires in Hawaii? You know, billions to Ukraine. You know, that's where the federal aid, so-called federal aid goes. And the, you know, what a slap in the face to the American people in Hawaii that just went through the devastation. And uh, you know, but it gets even worse than that. I saw Biden I think it was on TV, saying, you know, he was alluding that it's, you know, climate change. I mean, what another slap in the face to the Hawaiian people that your president is telling you that it's climate change that did this to you. 
you know, but we live in an empire and always when it's empire, it's empire first. That's why Ukraine has to come first. And this is also why empires always fail because they're really up against the world. You know, if they're, you want to police the world, you know, the rest of the world has to go along with this and they're people too. They don't want to be policed by you. Uh, so uh, when you have an empire, the cost constantly rises. You have wars here, wars there. You have to pay these people off to be on board with you and then these people. So the costs are constantly rising for empires. And what happens is you can't take care of the people at home anymore. And we see it. We see our infrastructure go, you know, uh, go down the drain. Uh, we, what essentially happens is we we become a nuisance. The people at home are a nuisance. Don't you understand? We're trying to take over the world. So it's very obvious in their actions on how they treat us versus how they take our money and just go spread it all over the world for their grand delusions of empire. So, you know, climate change is, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for the Hawaiian people that they have to hear this, but I guess it's all part of the uh, fanatical perspective of climate change. You know, a lot, of, a lot of motivation for all this nonsense and regulation is they've convinced the uh, large number of people that CO2 is a pollutant. And uh, that, that is not true. Now, this group that I'm talking about actually made a statement dealing with uh, CO2. Uh, carbon dioxide, it says, is essential to all life on Earth and is favorable for nature. Extra CO2 results in the growth of global plant biomass while also boosting the yields on crops. I, I happen to believe that. Matter of fact, uh, I think plants are great. Uh, and they're great for the environment, even in our houses. I, I have a little hobby grow, growing plants. I'm not always successful, but I find it fascinating. We have green plants in our house. And this helps the air because it is nature's way of taking care of uh, and using CO2 in a very positive way. Um, the, the, the group said, uh, uh, this environmentalist group said, Clintel also dismissed the narrative of global warming being leaked to increased natural disasters like hurricane, and, and Chris mentioned that, floods and droughts, stressing that there is no statistical evidence to support these claims. So they're putting their reputation online, show them the statistics, they show them that this is not true. But I'll tell you what, if you uh, remember there was a president or two that would even bring it out, you know, that CO, CO2 is a benefit and will help it purify the environment. And boy, they, they were about ready to <clears throat> uh, haul them off uh, uh, to the psychiatric ward for saying something like that. But uh, that's, that's the problem. You have to have the fear out there. Anybody, everybody's tempted to use truth. Uh, you can be in the big trouble. In this case, they're citing statistical evidence uh, to support these these claims. So, uh, and people say, "Ah, Ron, you're just getting you're getting brainwashed. You're listening to this stuff. Get get somebody. I'm sure it's already available. There's statistical. I'm sure this group has it. Statistical evidence to show that they they can't uh, they can't prove this stuff. Uh, but they have to depend on." People being gullible, going along with it, listen to the politicians, being brainwashed into believing the people who are making money off all this stuff. Some of the nonsense that's going on right now with our president, what's to do? No gas, no gas stove. 
you should freeze to death. That's okay. We can't give it. But we're not going to have any gas fire furnaces and all this nonsense. And, you know, everybody's going to have an electric car. Uh, you know, it'd be neat if it could work. You know, maybe someday they'll have small nuclear generators they can put in on our automobiles. But this, this whole thing that we mandated and dictated, mm. uh, believe me, the uh, problems that come from this, there's a lot more problems coming from regulations that don't work. And Mises was great on this issue. He says, usually when a government imposes a regulation to do good, they creates two new problems where you have to do the same thing over and over again. And that's why if you look at the number of pages of regulations, they're about this high or higher and growing with by loops and bounds. Oh, well, we'll change political parties. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We need a clean slate is what we need. So the, the, the resolve and the real correction for monetary values, we need a clean slate. We need to get rid of fiat money and start all over again. We need to get rid of debt. So the clean slate is, is something that is necessary. But as long as we go along with those who have special interests for power and money, we have to be very cautious about endorsing what they tell us. Cliff, I make Excellent, finish. Dr. Paul. I will finish up with my closing statement, and it's one that I make quite often when we talk about climate on this show. So th those who have heard it before, bear with me, but we always have new listeners, new viewers, and, you know, many people just don't know this. But when you talk about pollution, uh, the biggest polluter on Earth, not just in this country, but in the world, and you can go Google this, there's article after article, is the U.S. government itself. You know, so the, ir the irony of it is, is amazing. You know, uh, it's via the, the military. We have a military empire. We have a thousand bases all over the world, endless wars. So they are the biggest polluter. So that tells me, you know, one thing is they don't believe their own propaganda on the climate. Because if they believe that the world is ending and it's because of all the pollution and the climate and all that, then they would at least go in the other direction, maybe become number two polluter in the world. But there's no appetite. There's not even a mention of that. They're not bringing any troops home. They're not uh, uh, ending wars. Or if they do end one, they just start another one somewhere else. So they don't believe it themselves by their actions. Now, what do they do? Do they blame themselves for being the biggest culprit on the planet? No, they come after us. It's your gas stove. It's your plastic bag and your plastic straws. We need to regulate you because you're destroying the planet. So, you know, when you think about what is going on and what they're trying to pull off, it's the biggest farce, and many people call it a climate scam, and it really is. You know, because they're trying to snow everybody so that they can have global control in the name of climate. And then they're going to regulate you with your phones on how much CO2. You know, they dreamed up all their, you know, uh, all the tyranny that they would love to have. But it's going to take people to believe them. And thank goodness, at least up to this day when this show is being made, the people in general do not believe them. And hopefully it stays that way. Very good. And the way I see it, the only way we can combat it is with uh, getting involved uh, in the ideology and how people are pumped up with all this propaganda. I mean, it's been years ago when I first found out 
that some of the pamphlets put out in the government schools in kindergarten and first grade have a biased opinion on all of this. And so they start very, very young and they, and they would find out children going home and challenging their parents because, oh, they're going to do this, you're going to ruin the world. And that, that has to be changed. And, you know, it, we had to put up with a lot of that during COVID. And finally, the parents decided all this propaganda and the bad advice about COVID, uh, they have to start standing up for their children because look at what it was doing to their education. So it's, it's a big thing. And uh, I think education is very, very important. I think university professorships are very important too. And that's where it starts. And then there's the incentive by uh, people who get into government and for various reasons, uh, you know, promote all, all these things. Uh, they, the, 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 to, to do this, people will, people will be gullible into believing this and they wanna believe it. Uh, and it's a, a peer pressure that if you don't, oh, you're strange, you're, what kind of a monster are you that you're listening to this, uh, all these things, these, these, are, these are lies that they're telling you. But if you have free choice, if you have a free society, if you're allowed to, if you're allowed to discuss things, you can, be you can arrive at a better solution. But when you have a very unfair balance on, on uh, language and debates, where they, just think of our Department of Justice right now. Do we have an equal debate on who's guilty of criminals and who aren't, uh, who are not guilty? I mean, they, they, you can't do that. You have to have a balance between, you have to be permitted to discuss things. And I think that is where our our educational system has failed, our political system has failed, and they're winning, uh, you know, so many battles to make sure that uh, we can cancel out scientific evidence. But I'm, I'm, with, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm with Chris on uh, arguing the case that things are better and can be better, we have to continue to do it. And I'm certainly with Chris on this argument that not only is it just the government general, but if you look at the military, one time when, <clears throat> when I heard about what was going on in the Middle East, because I worked so hard to try to keep our troops out of there, uh, then they, there, there was some work being done on the burn pits over there. All, all the pollution stuff, and they're still going on, but it, early on, 10, 20 years ago, there was, they had these burn pits. You can't imagine how much pollution. We were going to haul all our garbage out of these countries that we invaded, but we were burning this stuff there, and there's been uh, pretty darn good evidence uh, that uh, this, this has contributed to so many problems probably equal to Agent Orange and some of the other things that we did in wartime, you know, to make the world uh, safe for democracy and promote our values around the world. Well, I, I know what kind of values we should promote, and they're based on uh, life and liberty. And uh, that, that's what has to happen, believing with confidence <clears throat> that if you want something to work, you have to avoid the bureaucracy uh, and the authoritarianism and the violence that governments create. Governments should be limited to what they can do. It should be limited to protecting our lives and our liberties. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.